0: Hello world, and thanks for tuning in to episode 26 of English with Tim, where you hear about language learning strategies and learn English in depth and detail. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about using flashcards, which are paper cards, or a digital simulation of them that have an English word written on one side of them and a translation into the student's native language on the other, or occasionally an English definition of an English target word instead of the translation. So on the front, you've got an English word, and then on the back, you've got a translation into your own language, or on the front, you've got an English word, and on the back, you've got an English explanation. So the question I will answer in today's episode is whether you should use flashcards for learning English vocabulary. To answer that question, I will tell you five stories about my experience over about 20 years using flashcards in my own language learning and while observing my students' use of flashcards for learning English. So, case number one is myself in the year 2000 while learning German. So, in the summer of 2000, I went on my first short trip to Germany, and I hoped to put my German to use before starting a short, intensive summer semester of German while living in Germany. I had already studied German for two semesters, but the professors focused very heavily on grammar and used translation as exercises. We hadn't spoken much in class, mainly because you need to learn a lot of German grammar before you know enough constructions to make a real conversation possible, although by the end of the second semester, we theoretically had learned enough German grammar to have some talks with each other. That actually is not really what happened, though, at least not in my case. I honestly was not the best student, Um, at least not at first. So, I knew after those two semesters at the University of Florida and before my trip that German, that my German really was not good enough. So I opened my textbook, looked at the last pages where all the vocabulary for both semesters was listed in German with English translations and made paper word cards out of each and every word. I had, when I had masculine nouns, I wrote them in blue. Feminine nouns I wrote with a red pen and neuter nouns I wrote with a green pen. My first German teacher told us that if you don't know the gender and the plural of a German noun, then you don't really know that word. You've got to know both of them. So I also included the plurals in the cards. Overall, there were probably around five or 600 words, which honestly isn't that much given that I had studied German for about two semesters. I practiced alone with both sides of the cards very heavily for about two weeks, and at the end, I could say the German words I needed, including irregular forms and plurals. I could say them all very quickly. Look at the German side, say the English word, or look at the English side and say the German word. I remember it quite well, even though it was now over 20 years ago. I was very fast. Um, at giving the correct answers. Now, when I got to Germany, though, in real life, I was in for a shock. Not only could I not use the words I had learned when speaking, but I also didn't hear or even see many of them in the real-life situations I faced, so most people quickly understood that my German sucked and spoke English to me instead. I did have some successes doing things like, for example, ordering food, but overall, the lesson I learned was that language learning is about more than memorizing lists of vocabulary items with translations, and that there are no shortcuts in learning vocabulary. So why was my effort with paper word cards not as successful as I had hoped? It was because my level of grammar was poor, because I had had almost no practice in conversation in German, because I tried to learn too much in too little time, and because my only practice in listening was hearing two or three teachers speak in just short sentences, and also from listening to other non-native speakers have very short, very halting talks in German. In short... I learned that word cards cannot be a main resource for learning vocabulary and must not be the only one. There is no shortcut to learning vocabulary, and word cards are not an exception. One positive spot here is that uh, is that. Uh, Even to this day, almost a quarter century later, I remember the genders and plurals of those nouns, although a lot of that fact can be attributed to the fact that I continued studying and using German for years afterwards. In other words, a later lesson I learned is that word cards are a good start, but not a complete solution in vocabulary learning. Case number two, myself from 2006 to 2010, learning Russian. In September 2006, I moved to Moscow to teach English. I knew the Russian alphabet and a handful of useless Russian words. I also knew German, a language which has grammar that is similar in some ways to Russian and experienced learning German and French. I learned Russian in a two-month one-on-one crash course provided by the school that I worked at and later by making friends, Listening to students try to translate, my English students try to translate English words into Russian and by noticing and also formally studying the meanings of Russian word parts, I also read as much as I could in Russian, including things like advertisements in the underground or metro. I tried to watch TV and movies, but for the most part, that did not help for reasons I don't have time to explain here. In June 2008, 16 months after I arrived in Moscow, I took the Torfel 2 a B2 Russian test, and passed it. After that, I hoped at some point to take the C1 test, the Torfol 3, but I never did. I left Moscow in 2009, went to Kiev, and lived there until March 2010, and by the end, I probably could have passed the C1 test. In this entire time, I had pretty good success, even relatively rapid success, and I never once used flashcards. I think that says a lot. That doesn't mean that using flashcards is bad, it just means that Well, at least in my case, it was possible to have success without using them at all. And I think a lot of people will say the same thing. Um, Case number three was my students Anton and Lisa in Tbilisi, Georgia, in 2015. So, my experience with paper word cards was bad enough the first time that I didn't return to them for 15 years. In 2015, I was living in Tbilisi, and I got a pair of new online students from Moscow, Anton and Lisa. They both had what is sometimes called a false beginner level of English, where they had learned English years ago in school, not to a very high level, but still had a reasonable understanding of how to pronounce the different sounds of English, even the difficult ones, and they also had a reasonable idea about how to spell or correctly write words. Because they had the same level and goals, they wanted to have classes with me together with both of them sitting together in front of their web camera. I used some of the usual, usual textbooks with them, for example, English File for Beginners. I also had them read adapted books. These were level zero books from the Oxford Bookworms Library that have a 250-word vocabulary with words that repeated many, many times. Now, Tbilisi is a beautiful city to visit, and has some of the world's best food, wine, and scenery. And it's only three hours and a few hundred dollars by plane from Moscow, where Anton and Lisa lived. So I decided to invite them to Tbilisi to have some in-person classes together instead of our usual online ones. When they arrived in Tbilisi, we went out for kinkali, khachapuri, and some Georgian black wine that made our teeth turn blue. The morning after our night, first night out, I decided to give them flashcards, and that that evening, in fact, I got out some thick paper and a pair of scissors and made old school paper flashcards myself with an English word on the front and a Russian translation on the back. I included words from their adapted books so they didn't have to work with too many cards. As I've talked about in many episodes of my podcast, English has many small words that have many meanings, each. Get, at, be, some, in, for, and so on. So it would have been really confusing to include all the meanings of these words, so I included just the meanings of these words that I found in their books. I practiced with the cards with them at first, and we talked about how it's best to practice with another person while using both sides of the cards, sometimes saying the English word and asking for the Russian translation, and sometimes saying the Russian word and asking for the English translation. So, what result did Anton and Lisa get? The day after they practiced with the cards for the first time, they told me, with those cards, you learn the words for real. This was one day after, but I encouraged them to practice with the cards, and their mastery of those words in real conversations improved over time. Why did Anton and Lisa enjoy greater success than I had? Well, I can make some uh, educated guesses here. Informed guesses. Well, for one, they tried to learn fewer words in more time. They didn't try to learn 600 words in two weeks. They also practiced with each other, which is much more interesting than practicing alone. This point is extremely important because when you practice alone, it's possible to go too fast and give the correct answers without actually paying attention to or thinking about what you're doing. You have one English word and you say the Russian one. English word, Russian word, English word, Russian word. You're not paying attention to what you're doing and therefore all you're doing is repeating sounds without thinking about what they mean at all which honestly is one of the biggest weaknesses of flashcards. So case four, myself again in 2017 and 2018 while learning Spanish. So a few years ago, I decided that I wanted to improve my Spanish and take a C1 level Spanish exam. I had learned Spanish many years earlier for for four full years in high school. That's not common in the U.S., especially not nowadays where kids learn maybe two years of a foreign language, if at all. Um, At that time in my school or high school, three years was the standard, and I went for the fourth one. So after I finished high school, I rarely, if ever, used my Spanish but strangely, after learning other languages, I found that I was able to have normal conversations in Spanish for the first time, even though I had never had real conversations in it—just short little, you know, uh, cl- a pair work that I had in class um, in Spanish class many years earlier. The only thing that can explain this strange result is that I learned a few other languages after high school and that they somehow helped me to access my Spanish in a way that I had not been able to before. So with some practice, um, I could speak at a pretty decent B2 level and my confidence improved while spending several months teaching online from Mexico City and interacting with some of the local people there. Although one difficulty I faced was that the people tended to be extremely busy, have very hard working schedules, spend a lot of time in transportation, and then afterwards want to relax either on their own or with family, which meant that I didn't interact nearly as much as I wanted to with the people um, around me in the city. So... I started um, using adapted and also some non-adapted books in Spanish. I did a lot of exercises from a grammar book that I'd bought years before, and I had conversations in person with people and also online with a teacher. Every time I encountered a word I didn't know in my adapted books and in exercises, I would make an actual Spanish-English paper card from it. I practiced with my cards every day, and pretty soon there was a very large number of cards for things like pocket knife or swings or train platform, very specific things. I practiced both sides of the cards and put them in groups, mastered or easy, difficult, and also the ones that were in between. I reviewed the easy ones once a week, the medium ones a little bit less often, and worked hard on the difficult ones. I soon ran into a problem. There were so many cards that it simply took a very long time to get through them all, and I realized I was spending time practicing with cards that I could use in better ways, like reading or speaking. So at some point after several months, I just stopped practicing with them completely. Some months later, I came back and went through the cards again and found that I didn't remember the words nearly as well as I had hoped I would. I had a lot of advantages while using flashcards, a lot more advantages while using flashcards than a lot of other people. Mainly that I was an experienced language learner and was using multiple other resources, and also was using the language to some extent in real life and using the word cards over a period of several months. And even then, my use of cards wasn't really successful. Maybe it was because the words I was learning were too low in frequency and I couldn't use them in real life. Maybe it was that I tried to learn too many words. But I think the main problem is that using word cards is just not for me except when I'm maybe at a beginner level in a language. For me personally, there simply are better ways of using my language learning time. I also would like to add that I think I would have remembered my words better if I had practiced the cards with another person rather than alone. So let's move on to the last case, case number five, um, Andre in 2018 learning English. Andre was a Russian-speaking student I had who prepared uh, first for the GRE and later for IELTS. Um, Although his main focus really was GRE, he didn't really need the IELTS too much. Anyway, the GRE, or Graduate Record Examination, is a test that is required for entry into many master's programs in the U.S. and Canada. In other words, this is a test for native speakers of English, so the level of language on the test is very high, although it is not, strictly speaking, a language test. There's even mathematics on it. The texts that students read on the GRE contain a large amount of very advanced, advanced vocabulary that is common only in, in academic writing and is barely used in conversation. A lot of native speakers don't know these words and have to study them. So these are words like lucid, precipitate, and palimpsest. So my student, Andre, downloaded flashcards with 500 GRE words. The front side was the target word, and the back side had a simple English definition. Andre decided to practice heavily with the cards about two weeks before the exam. He was quite busy with his job, but he was also super hard working, so he practiced very heavily. Pretty soon he got to a point where he could say the English definitions of all the target words. He was less able to do the reverse, to say the target words after seeing or hearing their definitions. He just didn't have enough time to practice. Another strange thing is that um, he could do it himself, but when I practiced with him, occasionally with the cards he found it much more difficult so the situation changed just slightly and he found it difficult I've also experienced that myself so afterwards um, Andre took the GRE and I asked him how the vocabulary cards the word cards had helped him he told me that what frequently happened on the real test was he saw the words he had studied on the test and recognized them he said oh, I've seen that before but he couldn't recall what the words meant Basically, he had learned the words themselves, or their sounds, but not what they meant. So Andre's results, again, illustrate some really important points. First, word cards are not real life, and they are not a shortcut to vocabulary knowledge. If you have to learn a lot of vocabulary in a short time, flashcards are your only hope, but that doesn't mean they're actually good they will still give you only a partial result. Andre got a pretty good score on the GRE, but I think he would have done better if he had started practicing those cards earlier and if he had learned both sides of the card and if he had done some other vocabulary exercises to make him learn the words more deeply. So that's all the cases I have. What are some conclusions we can draw from them? So I've got ten of them. I'm going to keep it short, though. One. People succeed in learning foreign languages without ever using flashcards. Sometimes they're helpful, sometimes they're not. You don't have to use them. Two, time. You are choosing cards. When you use flashcards, you're choosing these flashcards over something else that could be more effective. You have a limited amount of time for studying language, and it's best to choose the things that are most effective. So ask yourself, is this actually helping you? That often will require some experimentation. Three, the number of cards. You need to limit the number of words. Um, five or 600 words in two weeks is totally unmanageable for almost anybody. Um, you can memorize the words and translations. That has almost no impact often on your ability to understand those words in while listening to a stream of conversation where only occasionally do those words actually appear. Um, too many words also means that you end up with always more and more and more material to practice, and it just gets unmanageable. You really need to limit the number of words you're trying to learn, only the most important stuff. Four, um, the word cards are most helpful at lower levels of language learning and when they're supported by other resources. Why are they helpful at lower levels of language learning? Well, because you are learning stuff that, um, you're learning items that are very high frequency, and you're going to see them again soon. Whereas if you're learning really advanced stuff, the stuff that you're learning, each item that you learn is something that doesn't appear very often in conversation or text or whatever, and so the probability of seeing it again soon is not high. Um, so, uh, point number five. The cards need to be at an appropriate level. They need to match the level of grammar that you know if you're learning advanced words and you only have you know, A2 or B1 level grammar. Um, you're not going to encounter those words um, that you're trying to learn in the materials that you're using otherwise, and it's just going to be a waste of time. Six, cards are a supplement only and nothing more. Don't make them the focus of your language learning. Seven, you should practice slowly, not quickly. Give yourself enough time. Um, and eight, if possible, practice with someone else, and again, do it slowly. Um when you practice slowly with someone else, you give yourself enough time to process the information, to hear it, to, to answer questions about it, and not just do a simple, you know, uh read. Read chit. You have some somebody ask you a question about it, um, which is not the only which is not necessarily written on the card. So be flexible. Number nine, practice both sides of the cards. This is a simple mistake that people often make, but it's worth mentioning. If you've got English-Polish or English-German, do also German-English and Polish-English. And ten... You may or may not like flashcards, but for lower levels of language and when supported by other resources, you may find them to be helpful. That's all I have to say about learning flashcards for now, Um, and please tell me what you think in the comments about your experiences and um, maybe your friends' or students' um, experiences if you are perhaps an English teacher or a teacher of any other language. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.